0: Welcome to This is the Day with Pastor Wade Scarborough. It is our prayer that something is said or done to make your walk through this journey called life a little lighter and brighter. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. He looks forward to walking with you on this journey together to breakthrough, victory, redemption. Pastor Wade is anointed and experienced in multiple areas of life. God uses him to have us look at our challenges in ways we may never have seen before. Now the moment we've all been waiting for, Pastor Wade Scarborough.
1: Good Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This is the Day with Pastor Wade what's up y'all man what's up with my peeps out there come on y'all holler at your boy i'm glad to be back with you you know it's an honor and privilege that you've taken the time out of your life to walk with me on this journey. We call life, man, this journey on life right now. Let me tell you something. These, this emotional roller coaster, this up and down, this election stuff, this this life matter, that life matter, all these lives matter. Jesus, I don't know what we're fighting for, marching for uh no more. I don't know if we're gonna become a communist, uh, socialist uh country anymore. I don't know what is going on. I do know we're getting closer to the end times. I do know that. Uh, and it is about to be on an accelerated pace. But listen, there's a lot going on. You could be doing a lot of things right now. And especially those that are joining us for the very first time. Let me just say, welcome. Listen, I love y'all and appreciate you, even if I don't know you personally, because you took your time out. Be doing a whole bunch of stuff, figuring out how to make some more money. Uh, you're quarantined, possibly. You could be You probably working at your job now. You could be doing anything. There's so many uh, different uh, conversations you could join. You could be doing anything right now in this moment, but you took the time out of your life to walk with me on this journey, and I appreciate that. I just want to say welcome to you, and let me let you know what This is a Day with Pastor Wade is all about. We discuss various topics uh, that the church body does not talk about on a Sunday or at a Bible study or shut down from talking about it all together because of the sensitive nature of the subject. All of us, listen, no matter what you think, feel, or believe, Without judgment, we're not made, be made to feel like your feelings or opinion are not valid. And we can have a conversation freely here on This Is The Day with Pastor Way. Listen, we didn't have an a up and down uh, a month. Uh, things have been going on. And listen, a lot of people's faith uh, are at different levels right now. But hey, uh, you could have right now a, a faith of a, a watermelon or a faith of a mustard seed right now. But we needed to have this conversation right now because of where things are right now. You know, people are experiencing various challenges, you know, uh, doubting their faith, uh, faith uh, doubt creeping in, uh, being paralyzed. Well, the church is definitely paralyzed at this moment. We are not moving forward all um uh, it may look like we're moving forward you know everybody's trying to be accustomed to doing stuff zoom and all that kind of stuff but i just want to give a special shout out to all those pastors that are continuing to follow not only the word but the law at the same time that are still gathering and not letting the uh the world dictate to you what god said let me just give you a special shout out because you know a lot of you don't get recognition i know a lot of you are taking heat Uh, right now. And I just want to say, listen, I love and appreciate you. Listen, your first constitution right says you can gather as long as it's peaceably. Listen, the governor uh, cannot tell you uh, in your state what you can and cannot do. They cannot make law. The California governor is about to get in trouble for that right now. He can't tell people uh, what they can and cannot do. There's a difference between church and state. And then when you talk about uh, what God said, listen, we say forsake not the assembly of ourselves. The gospel does not stop. Matter of fact, the gospel, when you talk about transformation right now, should be at an all-time high. We should be leading the way during all of this foolishness, and we're not. And guess what? When Churches do decide to meet back together. Now we got to start all over. Now we're going to have to repair and try to reconcile all these relationships that we let fall away. Now we're going to try to regain our power now after the fact. And that's not what people are looking for. I told you I was at a Bible study that I was teaching and I asked one simple question. Is the church relevant in these crazy times right now? And all 12 of those people said no and said, why? I'm just saying. Instead of asking other pastors and stuff like that, I asked the people, the congregation, you know, the people that come that be giving their tithes and offering. I asked those people what they thought and they all said, no, I'm just saying, listen, I'm asking for a friend. (laughs) That's all. But this is what's going on right now. And that's why we having this conversation, how to apply your faith. We're getting back to the basics. It is time to grow our faith. We're going to get people out of stop being paralyzed and move forward. That faith of the mustard seed, we about to grow that thing to a grape. Uh, if you got a great mustard, great faith. Listen, we about to put you up to a watermelon status. If you have watermelon status, listen, we about to get you bigger than that because there's always room for growth. And that's what we do here on This Is The Day. That's why we have these conversations that are really, really tough, but they're also uh, uh, relevant during this time because people want to know. I talk to them all the time, and and because usually when I the where I go, I usually represent the ministry. <laughs> so wherever I go, um, the question is always asked: Where's the church? What are they doing? Why they ain't saying nothing? Well, this blah blah. I'm like, listen, don't get me started. I'm only a messenger. (laughs) Uh, Listen, I I wish I could tell you why Bishop Tutu and all the bishops, uh, I I wish I could tell you why everybody's just conforming to the world. I wish I could tell you that. But some are and some are not. And it's a sad thing to see. But listen, we still gonna get through this together and uh, we'll eventually figure it out. Now, can we recover from all this? Maybe. Uh, I think church has now changed forever, which is probably a good thing. Because there's a lot of things we do in church that we should not be doing that we do anyway because it's ritualistic. But that is a whole nother story. That's a whole nother conversation. So we're going to get back to our conversation, which is talking about how to apply faith. We already talked about how uh, how we get into doubt. We talked about in our last series how we got out of doubt. And now we're going to talk about uh, what to do when you feel overwhelmed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, everybody's felt overwhelmed, I don't care who you are. So we're gonna talk about that today. But also, if this you're joining us for the very first time, go back. And listen to our other conversations. Join those. Listen, you can always interact with me uh, even after those conversations are over. Uh, you can always follow me on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Real Pastor Wade. And Wade is spelled W-A-I-D. Uh, you can always find me there and always send me a message. I keep that open and available. People do that all the time. And then I answer questions and then we can get to know each other that way as well. So feel free to do that. Also, remember to subscribe on all of your podcast platforms or whatever podcast platform you use. This is the day with Pastor Wade and organic Wade is spelled W I D. So we just gonna jump into it, y'all. We have a thing that we do, y'all, cause y'all have been on a plane and you know we're gonna take off on this flight together on how to apply faith. So listen. I always have to ask and make sure your seat and trade tables are in the locked and upright position. If you feel any turbulence on this flight, that means God is shaking at the very root of whatever does not belong on this plane. And listen, if you sit next to your neighbor and you got somebody listening to you right now, just look at them and say, you ready? Look back at them and say, I'm ready. Then let's get it. Uh, uh, y'all ready? Y'all ready? Uh. So what do we do when we get overwhelmed, y'all? That is the question. Listen, I know some of y'all feel it sometimes. Man, this thing is overwhelming. You know, I thought God said he would give me no more than I could bear and make a way of escape. Well, he does. He will. But sometimes it can be overwhelming. And I get it. What we have to do is let's answer this question. We have to ask God for help. Listen. Sometimes, you know, when asking for God for help, you know, some of us, you know, have been in church for, you know, once we found Genesis and Revelations, you know, we think we need to go into this elongated uh, ritualistic thing of prayer with, uh, and get on our knees and all that. And I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying sometimes you ain't got time for all that. It's this. God, that's why prayer, when he said meditate on me day and night, meditate on the word day and night, you should be in, actually in a constant conversation with God, which is prayer. So therefore, when you need help, you should just be saying, God, I need his help right now. Like, I can tell, like, if I have a bad attitude, I snap on somebody or whatever. I'm thinking something. That I shouldn't be thinking, like, God, I need help right now. I can't be getting on my knees and going into uh, elongated prayer and all that kind of stuff because my prayer is, God, I need some help. Help me with my attitude. Help me with whatever I'm dealing with at that moment. I'm asking for help. And that's what we should do when we get Overwhelmed, when we feel overwhelmed, especially when you try to apply your faith and you just trying to press. I'm pressing toward the mark. But listen, just things ain't moving. You seem overwhelmed. How are you going to get through this? Ask God for help for he is able. Trust in his control. He is a God who can keep us walking above the waves and keep us alive and going when we are under them. Go through his word. Ah, See, you got to go through his word, y'all. Listen, Uh, Just for somebody to average Joel, here's some basic tools. If you feel the Bible is intimidating, listen, you ain't got to read the whole thing uh, right now. I suggest you get to a point where you read it and do it gradually. You can't eat an elephant whole. You got to eat it a piece at a time. Somebody said, man, who eat elephant? Listen, some people eat elephant. But anyway, you can't eat it all at one time. So what happens is here's some uh, a daily tool for you uh, that you can do. There's 150 psalms. So therefore, there's usually in a calendar, in a month, there's 30 days. Sometimes there's 31. So don't panic. But uh, in a 30-day period, you can go through psalms, which is the book of praise. And therefore, there's 150 psalms, and you can read five psalms a day. So therefore— On day one, you would read Psalms 1 through 5. And by the time you get to 30 days, you should be on Psalms 145 through 150. And therefore, you're reading five Psalms a day. Then on that same day, whatever Psalms you are in, the, the five Psalms that you're in, because you're doing over 30-day period, then you go to Proverbs and you read that whole chapter of Proverbs of whatever that day is. So if it's uh, November 1st or December 1st or whatever day it is, is the first, guess what chapter you would read? You would read Proverbs one. Guess what? On day two, you would be Proverbs two. And you do it like that. There's 31 uh, chapters in Proverbs. So even on your 31 days, On those months, you can get 31 days of Proverbs in. So it would go like this. So let's say it's December 1st and you're reading Psalms. You're starting a Psalm. So you're going to read on day one, Psalms chapter one two three four and five then when you're finished with those which only takes should take no more than f- 10 15 minutes then you're going to go flip over to the very next book which is proverbs and on that same day you're going to read proverbs so not only are you getting your praise on you're also putting some wisdom in your mind and do that repeatedly and then as you feel led then open it up to start going through the bible now Here's another suggestion I have for you as well. You should also read the Bible with no chapters and verses. I have a a friend of mine referred a book to me. It's called Immerse, and I'll get it to you guys, uh, that basically you can read the Bible without chapters and verses, So you actually get to read it as a whole story that's together. So which is good, because usually when we read chapters and verses, our mind likes to stop at that whatever verse, we're whatever chapter we're in, whatever verse, we stop right there. That's why a lot of stuff is also taken out of context. You know how I am about context when it comes to Scripture, that if you take the word text out of the word context, all you left was a con. So therefore, there's a lot of stuff that's taken out of context because things are broken up in chapters and verses. And then also, there are things missing also in the Bible, which we already know. Don't get all excited. I told you something was missing in the Bible. Yeah, there are some chapters. There's some things missing in the Bible. We already know that. But I always say there, we can't even do what's in there we still can't get two things right love the lord your god with all your heart soul and mind and strength and the second is just like it love your neighbors yourself we can't even do those two if we did those two i guarantee you every social issue every problem that we have right now going on right now would be gone i guarantee you if we would just do those two things but hey i could be speculating i'm only i'm only asking for a friend but listen When we talk about being overwhelmed, we got to go through God's word. We also seek what you are to learn. We also how you can get through and also for wisdom. If we do not learn all those quote unquote ways, we would just be a waste. (laughs) Wow. Don't get mad at me as they splash us into worry, anxiety, anger, bitterness, and we may keep going through them until we do learn. So listen, if we don't go through God's word when you start feeling overwhelmed and seek what what we need to learn and how to get through for wisdom, what'll happen is we'll keep getting tossed and we'll get tossed right into that worry and that anxiety and that anger and that bitterness. And then Uh, You can find all of that if you want to study that in Psalms 142, 1 through 7, also John 7 and 17, and also 1 Peter 1 through 6 through 7. But let me read Psalms 142, 1 through 7 for you. And it says, I cry out to the Lord with my voice, with my voice to the Lord, I make my supplication. I pour out my complaint before him. Ooh, wait a minute, y'all. Y'all ever done that? This this is my man David right here. This you see why you need to read that five songs every day? Listen, the way David had a relationship with God will get you right. You want to talk about how to apply your faith? Listen to my man David. He said, I cry out to the Lord with my voice. With my voice to the Lord, I make supplication. He said, I pour out my complaint before him. He said, I declare before him my trouble. He says, When my spirit was overwhelmed within me. Uh oh, you mean even David, the guy that was after God's own heart, was overwhelmed. You better believe he was. Now, if David was overwhelmed, and David was a killer but don't push me. But David was a killer. He was a man of blood. He was a man of war. So if he felt overwhelmed, he says, then you knew my path. He said, in a way in which I walk, they have secretly set a snare for me. Verse four says, look on my right hand and see, for there is no one who acknowledges me. Refuge has failed me. That means he says, there is no safety. He said, no one cares for my soul. He says, I cried out to you, Oh Lord, I said, you are my refuge. See, this is where we got to cry out to God. Man, You got when you're feeling overwhelmed, you got to say, God, you are my refuge and just cry out. I'm telling you, it's just something about when you cry out, when you feel overwhelmed, that you feel better. It's just something about that praise when you cry out, when you tell God exactly where you are, even though he knows exactly where you are, you're locating yourself. That is a question that God continues to ask even from the Garden of Eden today. When Adam and Eve fell, he says, Adam, where art thou? And he meant locate yourself. Like, I know where you are. He says, but you need to locate yourself. And when you feel overwhelmed, you need to locate yourself. That's why you need to say, oh, Lord, I say you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. He said, attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. He said, deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. He says in verse seven, bring my soul out of prison. Oh, my God. Goodness, you're talking about freeing yourself and not being overwhelmed. My man said to me, My soul is in prison. He said that I may praise your name. He said, Righteousness shall surround me, for you shall deal bountifully with me. Ladies and gentlemen, remember do not escalate your situation by complaining (laughs) or distort it by denial. As you can see, David didn't do none of that. He says, Listen. Listen, I feel overwhelmed. My soul is in prison. He said, but my, where's my refuge? He said, I cried out. He says, you got to understand. Listen, don't, don't complain. Don't distort by denial. Ain't nothing worse than uh, especially Christian going in denial. My God, don't get me started on that. Bitterness or isolation. Do not be dumb. Trapped in your own anger and regret. Be smart. Listen, I'm holding up my quotes. Be smart. My bunny air quotes. Be a, a disciple of Christ who learns and grows and be committed to obedience, spiritual growth and maturity. We're talking about how to get out from being overwhelmed. This is what you need to do, folks. Uh, uh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Y'all still love me. I hope y'all still love me because I'm only just trying to help. That's what I want to do. I want to see people win in God, in the kingdom of God. That is my whole purpose. I am a, I'm a, a, a I'm a leadership guy. I'm a guy that loves people. I have a heart for people. I have a heart for God's people. That's that's what I do. So I want to see people win. That's why Magic Johnson is one of my favorite players, the best player in basketball ever, in my opinion. I know somebody said, no, he ain't. Well, praise the Lord. I'm just saying, in my opinion, why? Because he was a star maker rather than a star. And that is who I am. I know that's part of my ministry. That's what I do. I'm there to help somebody else be the star. I'm a star maker. And so that's what I love about what I do. That's why we have these conversations because listen, I want you to be the star. I want you to shine. I want God to shine so much and brightly through you by just applying these different tools. That's what I want. I just want the best for you, but we got to be smart as Christians. That learns and grows and be committed in obedience, spiritual growth, and maturity. Instead of moaning, seek his grace to solve the situation. Listen, we got to be problem solvers, y'all. Listen, just, it's okay to be overwhelmed sometimes, but then we got to cry out, but then we got to solve the problem. We just can't be sitting there complaining. Also, do not blame. Oh my goodness. I, you know, I me, mean? how many couples I talk to, they start complaining or uh, pointing fingers and blaming each other. Don't get me started on that. Or seek fault in others. Ooh, Jesus. You know how many people do that, and especially in the church. <clears throat> I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to let that preach itself right there. Do not blame or seek fault in others. You see how if we love our neighbor as ourselves, if we love the Lord our God with all the heart soul and mind and strength, and the second is just like you love your neighbor as yourself, we wouldn't be blaming and we wouldn't be seeking fault in others uh, or ourselves. Rather, we would get on with life and our commitment to Jesus. Allow his amazing work in us. Resistance to God. Watch this, y'all. Resistance to God, bad attitudes and anger only cause us more harm when we choose to be tossed by the seas of life without hope, or purpose. Let Jesus be your anchor. Woo! Or else you will be drowned and your life will be a series of wasted opportunities. They said there are more millionaires and dreams and goals in the graveyard than there is in the world because so many people died with them, were never having to do what they were supposed to do because they were tossed, because they, they didn't have that anchor in their life. Everything that God purposed them to do died With them, And that is a sad situation. That's why right now, as we are living right now, that's why this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Listen, we got another opportunity today to get it right. Even if you feel overwhelmed right now, folks, I'm telling you, you are going to make it. All you got to do is cry out. Say, God, you are my refuge. God, I need help. Even if you right now, right now, if you're somebody that's listening right now and you say, I'm not a believer, and but you still need help and you still feel overwhelmed, just cry out, say, God, I'm overwhelmed and I need your help. I guarantee you as his kingdom ambassador, if I find favor in God's sight, he will respond to you. I'm telling you he will. Hey, but hey, I'm only a messenger. Remember this: Let Christ be your anchor, and also uh, uh, you would be drowned, or you would be drowned in life with a series of wasted opportunities. When you could have have shown growth, or be grown, you would be squandered. You will have squandered His call and put your energies into complaints and your mindsets and attitudes into bitterness and anger. We need to come to the point that we trust in the Lord, regardless of how good or how bad life is, because it's temporary. We what we learn will be eternal. That's John 7, 17 through 18. And it says, and I'll read it for you. If anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it be from God or whether I speak on my own authority. He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true and no unrighteousness is in him. Listen. Listen. That ain't my opinion. That's scripture right there. You cannot take that out of context. That says if anyone wills to do his will, that means if you want to do his will, he said, you shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it be from God or whether I speak on my own authority. He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory. That's why I can't just be speaking from you, to you guys with my opinion. Just my opinion. No, 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 no. I got to look at what God said about it and then go from there and say, God, give me the words to be able to what you want to communicate to your people. And then I give you the information. Then what we talk about it, then what happens is now you have to go apply it. Now you have to go apply the tools that have been given to you. And then also see it and go learn about more tools. Listen, don't just this. I'm not the end all be all. I'm, I wouldn't be close to that. Listen, there are a lot smarter, more anointed people than me out there. I know it. I would never be conceited as to even think that. Listen, I'm low man on a totem pole. I just love the Lord and I love people. I just want to see you win. Understand this. Our relationship with God is not without uh, its fears and also distresses. As with any relationship We are in a world, as in really relationship, we are in a world that is filled with distress and pain, and there is no way to walk through it without stumbling onto suffering and distress. You can see this in the psalm as David is angry. Being angry is okay. Let me just help somebody right there. Be angry, but say not. You can be angry. It's okay. Let me just let somebody off the hook right now. You, you sit up there trying to talk about serenity now. You're just going to keep it in serenity now, serenity now. And no, you angry. You just need to admit that you're angry, but sin not. Just don't respond to your anger. As long as we do not sin or curse God in it, in Psalms 4, as well as any other places or many other places, he begs God to answer me. In our need, where do we go? We go to God. Understand this. For the believer, non-believer, there is... Someone you can go to, God, in faith. Well, somebody saying, well, well, wait, I've never experienced God. I've never seen God. Listen, cry out. (laughs) I know it sounds crazy, right? Cry out. Sometimes you just got to cry out. You just got to get off you, get off what you think you believe, what you think you know, what you think you've seen, and just cry out. And God will respond to you. I'm just telling you he will. David goes. David does so bold as well in humility and respect. He always went to God in in boldness, uh, but he did it in humility and respect. He already respected God. We can't be bold before God without having reverence for Him, and we can revere Him while we are pouring out our heart, fears, and life to Him. We can go to God with an imperative, passionate, pleading prayer that is brave and bold and courageous as long as we are also reverential. Real prayer, watch this, means going to God in all times, good and bad. God will do right for the innocent, for those who suffer and are needy and will act in his perfect time. We can drop to our knees and still commune in passion and seek his mercy, Psalms 4 and in Jeremiah 23 and 6. It is easy. To step out in faith when we can see, but in a storm, we usually cannot. We cannot wait until it clears up. We have to step out and obey his precepts regardless of the weather or what others say or what others say or what others say. Don't get me started. I know I sound like a broken record or what others say. Do not allow doubts and fears to adjoin to the storm. See, Jesus cut across the storm so you can see his hand. We must obey with joy. Remember, watch this. Our Lord intercedes for us. He comes to us and shows us the way of faith. When we fall, he gives us his hand and places us where we need to be. The way to open this door so he can work is to put our key of trust in the keyhole. He is the door with the keyhole. He gives us the key of faith to open his treasures and secures us through the storm in John 2 and 5. If you know Jesus, come on, y'all. You have faith and you can get through anything. When we have the right relationship with God, we can have it with his people too, as he promises us his presence and guarantees us victory. God's character is perfect without question. He has no malice or jealousy that is wrong or misdirected. God is not trying to get you or zap you, nor is he getting his joys by making your life miserable. That is very key right there because a lot of people think that. God does not get his kicks on making your life miserable. Rather, he loves you and wants the best for you. Therefore, you can trust and be content in him. And when you pray to him, you can be honest. He already knows your plight, fears, emotions. Anyway, we might as well let it out, knowing he will listen and have empathy and concerns. That's First Corinthians 1 and 30. Jesus is the one who is giving relief, y'all. He hears our appeals and has mercy while we show our respect for his holiness. God promises us he will come to our rescue, but it will not always be when or for what we had hoped. That's why we don't put things in the, uh, for the things in the stuff. We put our faith and hope in him. His plan is best, even when we do not see it. Here is Psalms. 25 4 through 5 and it says show me your ways O lord teach me your path lead me in your truth and teach me for you are the god of my salvation on you i wait all day isaiah 45 and 13 says i have raised him up in righteousness and I will direct all his ways. He shall build my city, and I let my exiles go free, not for a price nor reward, says the Lord of hosts. Jeremiah 23 and 6 says, in his days Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell safely. Not this is his name, by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Ladies and gentlemen, when you feel overwhelmed, cry out. Even if you're angry, even if you've done all you could, I just keep pressing toward the mark and your faith don't seem to be working. Just recalibrate and cry out to the Lord and say, oh Lord, you're my refuge. I need safety in you. I'm putting my faith and hope in you. Maybe say a prayer of just instead of for the things and the stuff, when you feel overwhelmed, just say, God, why don't you just put me where you are at? or put me into what you are blessing. Try that. There's so many things that we can do to not be overwhelmed. But if you continue to be filled overwhelmed, just cry out. Whether you believe or don't believe, I guarantee you, if you cry out and say, oh God, my refuge, and I need you, I need help, I guarantee you he'll respond. But hey, I thank you for walking this journey with me. Thank you for tuning in to episode eight, How to Apply Faith. I thank you for all the support and responses. New episodes release every Thursday on iTunes and Spotify at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Please remember to subscribe and don't just listen to these episodes just once. Trust me, you wanna listen to them over and over and get them ingrained in your spirit. Remember, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Also for anything to become a habit, psychologically takes 60 to 90 days, 66 to be exact. Remember, and all by getting Get understanding and practice implementing what you have learned. Remember, faith without works is dead. Apply these tools to take your faith to a whole Another level special thanks. Oh, I'm doing my kid and play with KC right now at I Am Music Group. Man, thank you for producing the show. Erica Duff for the artwork, the Flow Therapy Morning Show with Coco B. And Frank Nitty on the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. You guys need to listen to their show. They are amazing. Alex Teamer, a.k.a. A-Team, uh, for the bass line. And Pastor Warren Campbell, that's my pastor, I love man. And Lena Bird-Miles for This Is The Day intro. Get up mornings with erica campbell my first lady i love her and a special shout out to all the california worship center family in north hollywood and remember to subscribe to this is a day on whatever podcast platform you use you can also follow me on facebook instagram or twitter at real pastor wade and wade is spelled w-a-i-d and remember to post any subject titles you like discuss on this is a facebook page or feedback on your instagram stories on what you thought about the conversation Always remember, God believes in you, and so do I. Till next time, this is the day. This is always the day for breakthrough,
0: victory, redemption. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to subscribe to This is the Day with Pastor Wade on any podcast platform that you use. You can interact with Pastor Wade with questions, comments, or subject titles you would like discussed. You can follow Pastor Wade at Real Pastor Wade, that is Real Pastor W A I D on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.